Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 19 of the uh, Extra Parisian podcast, where we don't talk about Arsenal and we only ever discuss things happening in Paris because the football world has just turned absolutely upside down. Um, we're not actually having that as the central topic today, but just it, we had to touch on it. Um, and by we, I don't mean me and Rob Worthington. Rob is on vacation in uh, Luka Modric land. He will be hopefully back for next week's um, Arsenal Cannon podcast. But today on the Extra Show, I'm joined for the first time ever by an all-American team. It's it's the boy, the the host of the Arsenal Cannon podcast and my dear friend, Daniel Fenton. Daniel, how's it going, dude? Um, let me just, I'm going to read this out. Um, pardon my my French, literally. Um, but um, bonjour, uh, c'est... <laughs> Super d'être ici. That means hello. It's great to be here. Like you said, it's the Parisian uh, canon, Parisian canon podcast. <laughs> the extra Parisian. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's uh, superb to be here, man. It's so you know, man, Mac. I have to say, it's so nice to to finally be just an all american show baby you know we got the uh dude it's great let's get let's let's scrap the overly grandiloquent prose which is ironically that was pretty grandiloquent um what i just said because it was overkill but man you know these brits they they talk like they're i don't know writing poetry or something dog why don't you just like just say say how it is yo just be like, hey, y'all. Yeah, sla- slap it to me straight. Like, yeah. Well, like, what you, what's the move, bro? What are you doing? Uh, Why are you flexing on me like that? You're not Shakespeare, bro. Just get with it. Um, but, but anyway, um, uh, no, it's great, man. Good goose. I'm, I'm excited. I kept uh, Mr. Mac on a pre-pod call for way too long. Alfie and Rob know um, that I love to do that. So, yeah, uh, let's... Yeah, we, we love a nice a nice lengthy PPC. Oh, for 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 certain mix mixture of sure and certain. But yeah, I'm 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 way more excited to talk about um, PSG for the opening segment than I am to talk about Arsenal for the rest. So <laughs> let's all right, let's do it. So for those of you who have been living under a rock, under a bomb shelter with your ears plugged, um, you know if you don't know, uh, Leo Messi has gone to. PSG, I almost said gone to Barcelona. No, the fuck he hasn't. Um, <laughs> has gone to Paris Saint-Germain after a long time at Barca. He, you know, agreed a contract that would slice his wages in half. He agreed to do all these things. He agreed to move to Inter-Miami after two years to save the club money. And they couldn't afford to pay him. So they basically chose the Super League over Messi and said goodbye. Um, and Messi has now rejoined and recast his shadow over Neymar. Along with many other players, his team, his international teammate Di Maria, Kylian Mbappe, and it's it's wild. Uh, Daniel, I, j- I just want your take on it. What's what's been going through your head these past few days as as the world has gone up in flames, effectively? I was honestly, man, so happy for Ligun. Um, I have been. I True. absolutely despise. Uh, I, let me just let me just say this. I actually love British people. I wouldn't record a podcast with them if I didn't. I think beans on toast is great, and I I like I like England. I've been there. I love it. But I don't like the English that are like, oh, Farmers League, this stop the blah 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 blah. Because dude, come on, 
like Lee Gun is. I'm sorry. If you watch Lee Gun, it's actually very entertaining. It's quite good. It's super all over. Last year, for example, Leal, they won the freaking league, man. You know, it was super, super captivating and entertaining right till the final day. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy for Lee Gun, man, because getting a superstar like Messi is going to probably benefit the rest of the league. It's obviously going to benefit PSG first and foremost, but it's going to benefit the, uh, the rest of the league too. So I was happy to see him go to to France instead of, you know, like a, like a Manchester City or something and said, obviously, I don't want to be playing against him. Um, that's a big part of yeah. it. But um, it was just, yeah. I was Honestly, though, I don't think I'd mind. Like, I would mind playing against Messi. I'm not an idiot. He scores hat tricks against Arsenal for fun. But, like, just the, be, the, the ability, and of course, we're Americans, so we don't really get it. But the ability for the everyday English fan to buy a ticket to a soccer match to just see Messi play... Mm. Like that is a, that is an experience like no other, and I mean, also you know, shout out to the French, but Messi is the second most profitable asset in the entire world to Ronaldo, right? Like he is. If you ever wanted to put a league on a map more than it already is, this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And also, while we're on Ligue 1, shout out to that Lille team, bro. Shout out to freaking Barack Yilmaz, my absolute guy. Just tanking the season. Yusuf Yazici, um, Jonathan Bamba. It's it's a cool team. Renato Sanchez, who mm-hmm. we almost signed until he cost eighty five million. Yeah. Like, oh, just it's a, it's a sick team. Um, and I think Mike Mignan has gone to Milan to replace Donnarumma, and they've they've lost a bit. And mm-hmm. you know, I think PSG are once again the prohibitive favorites. Although, if I do have to give a shout out to any league in a team, it's Marseille. Because they signed my boy Conrad De La Fuente yeah. from Barcelona, and he's been tearing it up recently. Team. He scored a, an absolute, yeah. He's in team of the week. I just saw. Shout out, shout out, USA, he was, baby. Yeah, shout out, Conrad. Um, also, shout out Josh Sargent, who signed for Norwich. Ginger excellence in the Prem. <laughs> ah, he's beautiful. <laughs> oh, Sorry, it's 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 a beautiful time. No, that's that that'll stay in. By the way, but um. It just generally, it's been it's been a fun time. The world has flipped a little bit upside down, and I can't get anything else on my social media feed. But it's super exciting, except for fun news: Arsenal are about to sign someone super cool. Who's who's that, Daniel? Can we can we t- keep talking about PSG? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we're yeah, uh, Mister. Uh, well, it's Aaron Ramsey, of course. So it's we're re-signing. Ah, yes, Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey's coming back. Aaron Ramsey, if you were younger, spotty, and Cro-Magnon-ish, yeah. he's got a big head. Um, Aaron Ramsdale <laughs> does have a he big does. head. He's a, he's a big. He's a, he's a meathead, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Aaron Ramsdale. He's f- reportedly finally making his. North London move for some the fee around twenty five million, which I think seems a bit steep. But you know, we move. Um, we do need a keeper to challenge Leno because our German is getting entirely too comfortable. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it must be really difficult. I think outplaying Runer Alex Runerson every week. But <laughs> yeah, Ugh. yeah. So he needs someone other than. Are the you know our dearly departed Emmy Martinez to step up and actually show him how it's done, and if if the board believes Ramsdale's the one to do that, then who am I to defy them? 
Um, I'm not the most happy about it, but yeah, just your general thoughts. I just, I don't get it, Mac. Genuinely, I, we had this discussion recently. I mean, Onana is right there. Uh, Leon bottled it. They can't sign him. I, I was giving huge shout outs to Ligon, but one of your very big own, uh, Leon, screwed the pooch essentially on signing a top class goalkeeper. And that kind of just left it wide open. We had a good chance, Mac. We had a good chance to go in for, for a really good 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 player that would be here for the long term. He's a good leader, yeah. you know, and great with the ball at his feet. And now we're just going to go for some 30 million pound British bro who looks like one of those guys that's like way too happy to get nude in the dressing room. I don't know. Like he gives me like that vibe, you know, like he's just like the cool guy in high school and like a high school yeah, movie, that, you know, like, yeah. And I'm sorry, Ugh. but he just got fucking relegated. Like I, I'm not well, twice. To, he twice. got he got relegated with Bournemouth too. I'm not trying to be snobby because like don't get me wrong, you know we were just talk we we talked about this a few weeks back how you know there's there's some players that went down that we would take, you know because just because a, a player gets relegated doesn't necessarily mean they're a poor one, but this guy's been relegated twice. He's overpriced, you know. It, it, Mac, if we if we were going in, and we were spending. 15 million pounds on Ramsdale. Hell yeah, man. I'd be all over that. That's straight with me. That's cool. But we're spending, yeah. It's. You, I, I just read a thing from Football London. It's 25 million plus add-ons will take it to about 30. That is utterly ridiculous. That is overpaying and there's no reason for it, especially when, yes, we need a secondary goalkeeper, like you said, though it is a challenge for Leno to play Runnerson and against Runnerson, you know, I, I, I mean... We need a better one. We need a better backup. Uh, but it's I still, crazily enough, don't even think it's 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 the priority. You know, I think we need a creative midfielder. And Hassan Awar, speaking of Lyon, is also right there. And they're saying you told me in the pre-pod call it's twenty-five million for Awar. It's twenty-five, yeah. And now we're gonna go buy this meathead that's been relegated twice. I, I, Mac, I'm, I'm fuming, yeah. man. I just, it, it's like, hard. Uh, I'm just fucking pissed off, and Twitter's pissed off. And I don't think, I think Twitter for once, I just grabbed my orange juice, have it in my left hand, almost spilled it because I'm fuming. You got me. Thanks a lot, Mac. Um, but I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so frustrated, man. Like, yeah, I, I think Twitter's not overreacting for once because shout out, keep it. Um, I think. Twitter is not overreacting for once. And this is just, I'll say it, man. This is fucking ignorant. There's no two words that can better describe this move for Arsenal in my humble, no, right opinion. Yeah, I mean, especially with Andre Onana available for 7 million, he, uh, the club, Ajax, had terms agreed with Lyon and he said no because he wants to move to Arsenal. Like he, he refused to agree personal terms with the club because he does not want to go there. He wants to come to England. Um, and now that his doping ban for taking a not Advil um, has been sh- has been shortened to November, um, you know, it, like it would be, we would be relying on Leno solely for like August, September, October. That's not a, like Leno is not a bad keeper. That's not a bad prospect. It's like, it's like when Tierney had his uh, sports hernia coming in and he wasn't available until like December. 
we 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 it wasn't pretty, but we made do without him. And you know, Leno is a significantly better player in his position than Sead Kolasinac was. Like, it's just uh, it's frustrating. And I think in terms of Alar as well, he's he's an easy steal. He's an incredible player. Let's not forget that the entire raging debate last summer was ooh Thomas Partey or Hussein Alar. They're both available for fifty-five to sixty million. Who should we sign for that price, bro? He's half that. He's. Oh. I and I don't he, get it. Yeah, I don't get and then it. And also, Matt. yeah, the links to his teammate Bruno Gramares, um, who just mm-hmm. won the Olympics with Gabby. Shout out Gabriel Martinelli for mm-hmm. being a dog and scoring a penalty that was cool. Um, but yeah, just out, you know, shout out Brazil for winning the Olympics again. They really care about this competition, and it's funny. But um, yeah, just generally, there are so many players available who would be a better and more important signing right now than Aaron King Ramsdale. And, you know, the priorities seem whack. Um, also, shout out to the transfer piece that I'm going to release almost as soon as we're done recording this podcast because it's uh, scathing. Let's put it that way. Oh, perfect. Um, perfect. On, to, on to happier things, though. Hopefully happier things. Is, the, that, a th- main... is, that, a, is that a thing right now? You know what? I'm I'm an eternal optimist, Danny, and that's that's where I'm going with this. We're gonna do some uh, some league predictions. So this is not optimistic. (laughs) No, no, it's not. You know what? I'm just I. uh, We are. You know. um, Shout out to Ross Kennerly, our mutual friend, and he's been on the pod a couple of times. The site editor for Pain in the Arsenal, um, because I am entirely jipping his idea. Uh, I'm Mm. giving him credit though, which is fun. But, you know, it's just a classic, you know, where will Arsenal finish? How will they do in their competitions? That kind of little breakdown. So without further ado, Daniel, Premier League okay. finish. Where are Arsenal finishing in the Prem this year? Way too early to predict, but where's it going to happen? Ninth. Ooh. Explain. That's, that, that, that is rough. Yeah, it is going to be rough. Well, this transfer window has been rough. And first of all, before I get into what I'm going to say, Ross, shout out to you, man. I am so sorry I didn't get back to you with that email. I'm sorry I don't write for Pain in the Arsenal. I've said to him like four times, Mac, that I'm going to start writing articles for him. Oh, absolutely. And then, and then I have other crap come up, man. I've got school and stuff. So, Ross, I love you. I love Pain in the Arsenal. Dude, and he's, al- really he's always so gracious about it as well. He's like the nicest guy. We love he's you, like, Ross. We love you. you. Ross, you're like the only nice editor I've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and I treat you like shit. So sorry. Um, yeah, shout out anyway. as well to to the lanky ginger blog. Uh, oh, thank you. Just yeah, it's it's excellent. Go read it. League predictions. It. Enough of the waffle. Ninth, 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 ninth. The number of Alexandre Lacazette. Um, and the reason being is because we can't sell the likes of Lacazette, and we're having a terrible transfer window. And you know, Mac, it's just I think. We said it before. We say it every year. This transfer window is the most important in history. You know, we say it all the time. Um, but this one was super, super important. And yeah, we're bo- we're bottling it, man. If you were to tell, uh, like, let's let's go back a few months, McIntyre, and and I I, I tell you, right, um, season's gonna start in T minus fucking two days from recording. Oof. Um, that's pain. And yeah, what we've what we've signed, we've signed three young, promising players that all kind of Lakonga doesn't, I guess, necessarily play totally in the defensive end of the pitch, but he's not in the he's not on the front end of it, which is where we need work. And I tell you, Mac, I tell you, 
we have signed a backup left back, a starting central defender, and a, a, a promising um, kind of like number six. Now, would you be happy with that? Absolutely not. And I mean, from my feelings, it's clear I'm not happy with it. It's it's abysmal considering the stature of the club and the amount of reported money we have to spend. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's not let's not beat around the bush. Thus far, this window has been a catastrophic failure. And I would even go as far to say that even if we bring in some of the players that we need, i.e. an attacking midfielder, a striker, a right back, a backup goalkeeper. Mac, the season's about to start in two days, man. Why weren't these guys in here earlier? What are you doing? They need to come in and we need to integrate them into the squad because guess what? That transitional period that's hard for players to adjust to is going to be in the middle of our damn season. I mean, look at yeah, look at Thomas Party last year with all of his stuff. I mean, it took him months to adjust, and he came in on deadline day. Like, mm. I, yeah. I I don't get it. I, I mean, I, I've said I don't get it. Someone do an I don't get it count because I've said it like seventy times this show already, and we're only seventeen minutes in. I mean, I'm I'm baffled by the stupidity of the board. Uh, because like you said, the reports are saying we've got money to spend and they're just not doing it. So I don't know what the hell they're waiting for, you know? Yeah. Um, so so f- for that reason, essentially, and that reason alone, apologies again for the waffle. Hope you like waffles, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I say we're going to finish ninth. And frankly, I think I might even be being slightly optimistic with that prediction. Yeah, I think there are a lot of squads as well who have done good recruitment. Um, but here's here's how I'm predicting things. I think we'll finish sixth, and here's why. So let's go back to our boys PSG. This is the Extra Parisian podcast. Last exactly. season, they played the Champions League final late, like late, late, which means that all of their star players went on a super long holiday that pretty much extended, because their season starts early, extended into their season like significantly. Like all like the Neymars and Mbappes and Di Marias and all of their stars weren't at the club for the first like month of the season, which pretty much, you know, allow frankly allowed Lille to win the league because mm-hmm. they didn't have any superstars for a month and lost a bunch. Um This is how I'm considering Arsenal's August to appear. We are going to make the signings, we're just going to make them late, which means that we will start our climb to the top later than everybody else. We'll get there. But, you know, I think it's going to be another classic, really good second half of the season, but I'm tearing my hair out by November kind of vibe. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I think sixth is is pretty much my prediction every year, because at this point, it's <laughs> it's just it's where we should be in terms of merit. I think in terms of positioning, we're well off it. But, you know, by by what we should theoretically be able to do, sixth just feels it feels about right, really. Um However, I'm more than welcome to accept a nice, a nice cozy eleventh if we don't get these signings in. Look, I, I think. <laughs> well, if if we stick yeah. with the team we have now, it will be eleventh. Mm. Yeah, let me. I'll, I'll try to calm down a little bit because I'm definitely. I think you know that was uh, that there was some frustration funneled through off the. How is this optimistic, Mac? Why are you lying to me? You're manipulating me. I'm just. I'm I, trying to be positive, man. I got to keep it happy somehow. Okay, well, uh, I think there was some frustration. I, I, I'm going to stand by my ninth because I really don't have much confidence in this team. But, Fair. like, 
you sound a lot more level-headed than me, and I totally understand what where you're coming from. You know, no European competition. We're going to have time, more time on our hands than than the other. I feel weird saying this term, but big boys, because we're starting to fall away from that title. But um, yeah, we're still definitely one of the big. Boys I mean, for sure. But what was the season with Chelsea under Antonio Conte? Right, they finished Conte, yeah. eighth as we did last season. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we've gone seventh to eighth, so it's not much of a comparator. But like, at the same time, they finished eighth under Conte and then won the league the next season because they had, while everyone else was bogged down playing European competitions, they had time to, you know, rest and recuperate. And granted, Jaka will not be playing 50 games this season because he won't be starting all of the Europa League games and FA Cup ties alongside all of the, mm. you know, league games too. Um and the issue, of course, is there was always that balance between focusing on league position and uh, getting financial backing from the Europa League because it's about thirty million extra. But if the club has hopefully, you know, according to reports, proven that that financial backing is not a necessity any longer because we reportedly have money, so you know, if we can actually bring in some, just fully focus on the league, that would be amazing. Um, Speaking of focusing on competitions, we're not in the Europa League, but we are as perennially and like it, it's kind of our you know place to be there. We're in the FA Cup. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think we'll do there? Uh, cups are so difficult to predict. I agree. And I'm not just trying to do a cop-out answer. Um, but realistically, there's, you know, a lot of teams that I look at in the Premier League that will probably make it to, you know, um, about the quarterfinal stage or so yeah. that I think would very easily eliminate us. You know, I think basically everyone that came in the top six last season could knock us out pretty fucking easily. Well, not um, Chelsea. We don't lose to Chelsea anymore or Man U, but, you know, we move. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Um but yeah, I, I, I would probably say like the quarterfinals and then we'll end up getting drawn against like Liverpool or something. Or City or someone stupid. Just, yeah, and they'll just pretty humbly yet easily knock us out, maybe 3-0 or something. And, you know, it's going to be like, oh, what are you going to do against a, a team that that's that, that, that that's that much better than you? And it's like, well, you know, if we would have, sorry to bring it up again, but if we would have actually got our thumb out of it, during the transfer window, maybe, maybe a little something, yeah. you know? Uh, and I mean, just, just, just to talk about the league positioning again as well. I mean, Mac, I think that's why um, people are getting so frustrated because I think there's people kind of see there's some sort of opportunity to actually have a very good season. If we have a good transfer window, whether it be in the league or in the FA cup. So I don't know, man, I'm going to say quarterfinals for the FA cup, but it really just depends on who we're drawn against. It's all luck of the yeah, draw. Yeah, true really. that. I, I predicted semis because usually we come up against decently beatable teams in the FA Cup. I feel like it's the Carabao Cup where we always draw City or Liverpool in the second round. And true. I mean, there was that. Was it last season or two seasons back? Um, well, I think we've actually done Liverpool both times. But um, it was like the 5-5. Five, five, Joe Willick scored a banger. Martinelli scored two. Klopp yeah. called him the best player in the world, and then we lost on penalties. But like, <laughs> there was that game. Um, <clears throat> pardon, but yeah, just I think, <laughs> um, 
my dog has just come in and started licking my feet. Uh, yeah, oh. I, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think. Imagine being imagine being a human d- that does no that. thanks. I, why like dogs can get away with so much? <laughs> what what a goddamn <laughs> tangent! Ugh. Oh my god. Um, back on to topic though, and you know what? Here's where the optimism comes in. I'm, I'm not lying to you anymore, Daniel. Uh, player of the year. Okay. Positivity, good stuff, good vibes. Okay. Who gets Arsenal's Player of the Year this season? Well, we only have one player, um, so probably Bukayo Saka. You know, um, that's yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, Bukayo fair Saka. enough. He's he's a king. Uh, he's he's returned from England duty um, to some very heartfelt messages. Cute, cute little thing that happened there. Um, What'd you make of the Spurs fans? Oh my for? god, that was that was I think one of the more wholesome moments I've ever like. Wholesome is not something I think I'd ever use to describe Spurs because fuck him. But honestly, that made me so happy. Um, oh, it's just we 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 say often that football should be bigger than bigotry and racism and all these things and that we're pissed and upset and you know angry that it's not but just to to show that support for a player as well i mean he's still 19 he's still a kid he's younger than both of us um Mm -hmm. it's just it's you know it's a good it's a sign of goodwill and i think it's a sign of hopefully of better things to come it's just it, it it was an amazing amazing sight um, probably my favorite part about that game, actually, because I didn't really enjoy anything else. But <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with you. Sokka's going to have a wonderful season, but I'm going to throw uh, my Kieran Tierney hat into the ring. Um, okay. I forgot. We have the second yeah, player. Right. I think if he can actually stay healthy, it seems weird to be like, oh yeah, left back player of the season. But just in terms of <laughs> even what he's showing in preseason, is that he is back to his best, you know, back fighting fit. He had a sneakily good Euros for Scotland. Um, was it was a defensive machine playing at that left center back. But just generally, I think if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's the club's future captain. So I think for sure. Oh, that that will definitely be in the audio. Stop. Uh, he just dropped a toy on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, oh, he's messing with my flow, man. Um, no, I think I, I think Tierney's in with a shout if he can if he can stay healthy and really perform. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, between it's between yeah. them two. Between the two only players we have, yeah, I, I, it's gonna be. I, I see I see where you're coming from with Tierney, and I could totally see that. I mean, if if it's with Tierney, it's all about his fitness. Like you said, if he could stay fit, but. I will say, you know, I, I don't think he's, you know, going to set the world alight or anything. But I think having uh, Nuno there, Nuno Tavares Absolutely. there, is going to be pretty helpful for us. You know, I, I definitely like him a hell of a lot more than I like Sayad Galashnich. So, I mean, low bar, uh, but Tavares, despite a stinker against right. Watford as well, actually has looked pretty impressive in his couple of cameos. He looks confident with the ball. He he definitely likes to get forward, but he's been defensively pretty decent. I'm. I, I think I'm more excited about him than a lot of Benfica fans warned me not to be. Mm. Um, yeah, there were a couple of reports that he was rather Kolasinac-esque, but he's much more nimble and he can actually pass, which is, you know, two, yeah. two big bonuses. 
I really, what I really like about him, I was actually calling for this um, when we were talking about signing right backs yeah. a few Arsenal Cannon podcasts ago. I really like that he's like an ultimate physical presence. Oh, yeah. I think we need more people like that. You know, he's a big guy and he's super fast too. Um, so I like, I like him a lot. And I think maybe having him in there, you know, just to touch back on the FA Cup thing, maybe having Tavares there to kind of pick instead of yeah. Tierney. Keep him you healthy. Know, when we're going up against. Yeah, going against inferior opposition that we should be, you know, as rare as inferior opposition may be to us at this point. <laughs> um, you know, we, um, we we have a good guy there. So, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Uh, Saka, Saka for me, but Tierney, for me. I totally, totally KT3. get it as well. Yeah, I fair, mean, I'm getting enough. him on the back of my jersey this year, so I'm kind of contractually obliged. Um, but yeah. Which jersey are you getting? Oh, I'm so, I'm so torn. I think I'm going yellow, but... Okay. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I love the new blue one, but I just think like mm. it's so cool, dude. It's so cool. I'm getting I'm getting that blue one. I'm yeah. gonna order it tomorrow. Good actually. stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I like that yellow one, but I would get it so dirty. Because I like eating that's true. Ice cream that's and true. disgusting foods. Yeah. <laughs> you pig. Um <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of Tavares, young player. We have a number of young players, but mm-hmm. who who would you say will be our, our our breakout star this season? You know, someone who's really going to make a jump into the first team. And I'll give you some options because obviously we have a bunch of academy products, but also mm. if if you would like to include some of our younger new signings, obviously not Ben White because he's relatively marquee. He's theoretically already broken out. But, right. you know, pl- players who might be a little more unproven. Who do you think? I... I know exactly who I want to say, but I want it to be more entertaining than this. So who I want to say is obviously Sambi Lakonga. I think he's right. going to have a really good season. He's looked really good in, in preseason, which obviously is not always dogs. something to – Oh, man, he's, he's like he – does he agree with Lakonga, or do you think he's trying to say someone else? Oh, I certainly think he agrees with Lakonga. Good, man. Good, good. Um, you better not disagree with me. Um, but yeah, Lakonga is like my basic answer, but my, I want to come up with a more obscure one as well. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say Miguel Aziz because I think, I love that. That was going to be mine too. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we, we, we're pretty light in that department and I think he can realistically get some game time this season. And I think people are going to be pretty damn impressed with what they see from him. Yeah, I mean, he is, and also, let's not forget, he is a holding midfielder. Like, he, he's a number six and a number eight. That's where he plays best. Um, he, I feel like he's, he's a homegrown solution that a lot of us are sleeping on. Um, and I really do hope he gets some, some consistent game time. Rob, you know, tears in his eyes, loves Miguel Aziz. So <laughs> yes, he does. this will be good for him to hear. But yeah, um, I think the other player in for a shout, other than the boy Sambi and Miggy Aziz, is... Uh, is Flo Balogun because Inketia is on the outs, verbally on the outs, like has refused to sign a new contract and wants a transfer. And of course it will be Fair yet enough. another transfer market failing if we don't get him out of the club. But mm-hmm. despite more limited minutes this preseason um, than Inketia, Balogun just really impresses me. I mean, he's quick, he's powerful, he's much better in hold-up play. He is, for all intents and purposes a young, relatively unproven Alexandra Lacazette, with the exception of the fact mm. that he might actually be better at finishing. 
um, and doesn't need to do all of his work in front of the defense. Like it's, I'm so excited to see him blossom. Um, I'm not sure if this, this or next will be his breakout campaign. Um, I mean, we've had two such shining stars in the past two years in Saka and Smith Rowe that I think it'll be hard to level up from there. But yeah, um, all three, I hope, are really going to be able to put this team on their backs a little bit, not because we need to rely on youth more, but because it. We, 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 I would love to see the academy continue to produce. I mean, especially as per Mertesacker, who runs it, um, the gentle giant, shout out tall people, is... Um, is doing a massive overhaul in terms of a lot of kind of the staff and the players. And obviously during COVID, we, you know, deleted our entire recruiting department and he's doing a lot of work to get that back. So yeah, it's, you know, happy signs for the future. Um, some potential breakout stars and uh, yeah. Final category, your hot take. What's your hot, what is your biggest hot take about this season? Hmm. My hot take for this season. I am going to directly contradict the last hot take that I <laughs> I was asked to give, or I said that Aubameyang just had a really rough season off the pitch, and he'll be back to his usual best. Um, my hot take is basically the polar opposite of that, I think that Aubameyang will not even – I think Aubameyang is going to be a bench player Ooh. for a large portion of this campaign. Say it ain't so, Daniel. Say it ain't so. I, I hope it's not. I, uh, Mac, I'm wearing my – oh, no, I'm not wearing that one. I wore that one to the gym earlier. Never mind. <laughs> I, I wore my um, my mint – my controversial mint blue kit with Aubameyang 14 on the back of it because I still love him dearly. I want him to to come good, you know. If the, the, the Aubameyang of weloveyouarsenal.co.uk is me, I'm not the archetypal leader. I'm a flashy guy. I've got LEDs over my bar, over this painting thing I have. You know, I, I have a gray Honda Civic. Damn straight. Flashy, flashy as hell. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just like, I love Aubameyang. I love players with, I know, man, I know, pup. It's very sad. I just heard him pout in the background. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I love Aubameyang and I want him to be, a huge part of this team. And he's, he's like one of my favorite players I've had in, on, on this, you know, on the side for years, you know, it was so nice to see him lift the FA cup as the captain, even if he did fuck up lifting it, you know, um, I was just, I was gassed for that. And I'm really sad to see him on such a horrible decline. And I was hoping and consoling myself with the fact that it was maybe, you know, just all of the external going ons that he was dealing with, but I'm really, I'm not sure that's 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 the case, man. Every when I'm seeing him in all these friendlies, like I said earlier, friendlies are nothing to go by. But when I'm seeing him in all these friendlies, and he's just not doing it, it's just yeah, it's concerning. And I just you, you know, you said you said Balogun is a breakout star. Who knows, Mac? Maybe Balogun is gonna take. Gonna take Uba's spot. I wish. You know, maybe, I mean, I, yeah. I want one put it past him. Maybe Martinelli as well. Oh, to see Martinelli really become a number nine this season would be electric. Um, yeah, I think that's all for our little stolen segment. Um, on to our, I think next. What's your hold? What's, oh, your, what's my, your hot oh, take? Oh, true, my hot take. Yes, of course. This is where we're getting super positive. Um, we've talked about the lack of signings. Well, Daniel, 
I think we are going to have a marquee signing in both transfer windows this year. Oh, cool. So I hope you're right. I think obviously we need some some good recruitment. This uh this, you know, what's it now? What what season? Summer. Summer window? That one. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the summer. Yeah. <laughs> summer. Uh, we need some good recruitment this summer. And I think before the window's out, we are going to bring in one big name player, whether it's Awar or James Madison or uh, Lautaro Martinez. I don't think it's happening anymore, but, you know, we move, I wish. Or even um, someone like Martin Odegaard, someone who can really help this team. Hmm. Um, I think that'll happen. But I think... As we've discussed, and as, as I've alluded to earlier, good word. Um, this this word. this will be a slow start for Arsenal, and we will realize that we need more firepower come January. So it's it, there's more signings to come. That's that's my big bold crazy prediction. Um, right. That's my hot take. Well, I'm gonna I, I have to ask a question about that prediction because I know the people are wondering. Do you have any prediction as to who that predicted marquee signing is going to be this summer? Well, um, any- this this summer I'm going for Madison. I think he will. He's the most likely candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll get Madison. Yeah, man. I agree. Um, for a little too much. I mean, first of all, just on a general note, Bernardo Silva is now widely available. If you're signing Bernardo for sixty or Madison for seventy, it d- does logic not state that a 26 year old in his prime Bernardo Silva is the way to go there? I don't know for 10 million less. I mean, he's a fantastic player, and uh, I'm just, I would be head over heels if we signed him from off of City. Speaking of stealing from direct competitors, um, another left-footed maestro. But, you know, uh, he does like to play right wing, and we do have two good right wingers. That's one of our only strong points within the team. So, yeah, I think, you know, hopefully we do bring someone in. Um, January, I think... That'll be where we'll sign someone like an Alwar or maybe another striker. Uh, we do love st- signing strikers in January, but I think for this summer it'll be Madison. That'll be that'll be the big name. Okay. Yeah. Um, Good answer. I, I I've got a feeling we'll sign Madison too. I don't know what it is. I, I was just listening to the Arscast. Um, love the Arscast. And. Uh, Mr. James, a.k.a. Gunner Blog, who has a book that's been released, by the way. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, I heard he gets all existential in it, which you know I love writing that way, so I absolutely love reading that kind of stuff too. Um, absolutely. I, I was listening to it, and he said that he hasn't heard from anywhere in terms of his connections to the club that Arsenal are at all interested, really, in Madison. And that's more the player that wants to move rather than the uh, the, the club that wants to make it happen. But I still have this weird feeling regardless. It's that's weird. that's so painful. How many players have wanted to move to Arsenal and could be wor- like that quality, you know, and just have oh, so frustrating, man. Um, Yeah. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news if you didn't hear uh, that. That's all right. Hopefully. Yeah. On to on to something more logistic, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um. Something, something that doesn't really have a good or a bad side, simply just because it's 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 technical. Who starts um, against Brentford? Obviously, we do open our our Premier League account. It's Wednesday now. We open it on Friday at um, eight PM UK, three PM Eastern. Shout out to time zones. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. watch it. I want to be at work. Lucky me. 
Oh, excellent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think in terms of starting lineup, we'll just shoot through it, alternate if we have a disagreement. Um, who do you think starts in net? Definitely Aaron Ramsdale. No, um, it's going to be Burn Lano, obviously. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, you know, thought it might be Carl Hine for a second, but <laughs> doubt, doubted that prediction. Uh, yeah, it'll be Lano. Um, right back, I'm thinking Callum Chambers. I am thinking the same. I agree. Yeah. Uh, there's a shot at Spellerin, but I hope he's gone by that point, honestly. He should be. Um, we need to, we need to yeah. sell Bellerin. Uh, he's one of those that needs to be sold. Give him to Inter, please. Um, right center back, I think Ben White will get the nod. Obviously, he's our best defender at this point, but he was one of the only players who really did have a good cameo against Spurs, so I'm hopeful. Yeah, I think White will start as well, and I really like I really like a lot what I've seen from him so far. Me too. I, I like he's such a modern defender, and you could tell he's got kind of like kind of like Nuno Tavares. He's kind of got uh, he's kind of got that physical presence. He's pretty quick for a central defender, you know, and he's he's a big guy, absolutely. So I like him. I like him yeah. a lot, and yeah, I think he'll start rightfully against uh, Brentford for sure. Yeah, so do I. Uh, left center back, I think. Probably Pablo Mari. I mean, it's between him and Holding, so it's it'll be the left footer because uh, we don't have now that Gabrielle's injured. I think it's what he's out for about a month. So yeah, right, exactly. A little bit rough yeah. there. Uh, yeah, they're both pretty slow, so that could prove problematic. But I think it's going to end up being Mari, and I think that's a good decision. Yep, I think he's he's a little bit better than Holding. Yeah, so I would I would go with Mari for sure. And then uh, Nuno Tavares starts at left back, right? Obviously yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tierney. Um, on to the contentious pick. What do you hope to see, or what do you think we'll see in the midfield? I think Lukonga will make his debut. Um, I think he'll start, and I think he'll start alongside Granit Xhaka. Um, I would have had Partey and Xhaka in there if if, uh, if Partey was fit, obviously, but we can't have nice things as Arsenal fans, so... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Lakanga and Jaka, and yeah, I think that I, I think that'll be. I, I know it's gonna be difficult because it's Brentford's first match back in the Premier League, you know, and you know how teams are. They'll be feisty. Yeah, oh yeah, they will. But I think that's a good enough pivot. I agree get, to get us a victory in this match, I, and I yeah. think it's. I think given the who's out and and everything like that, I think that's our best one at this time. Yeah, and what won't be a good enough pivot is. Any El Neni and anyone, it's just not yeah. he's he doesn't have it. Um, honestly, he's probably the one player in the squad who I'm content to see play out his contract because let's be real, we're not going to get any money for him at this point, especially. But well, we we didn't really spend any money on him either, exactly, so it's you like, know, who it's cares? yeah, no harm, no foul. Um, front three and and co, what are we thinking? Um, I'll let you go just across, I say front three, the like midfield three, I'll let you go across. The, in, in other words, the final four. Um, I am going to go with Emile Smith-Rowe at number 10. Um, I think Nicolas Pepe will start over Bukayo Saka, who I do not think will start this game. And then I'm going to go with Aubameyang on the left, which really pains me to say, and Alexandre Lacazette as the striker. Number 10 at number 10, number 9 at number 9. Fitting, hey? Um, exactly. Yeah, I, I hope to God you're not right, but... Yeah, me too. It's just... It's, but I, I think uh, I probably am. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, 
in in a dream world, I think I would like to see Pepe on the left, Saka on the right, with Aubameyang up top. Um, if those two do start, I think it'll probably be Pepe off the right, Saka off the left. But yeah, see, I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't. I don't want Aubameyang to start. No, at I, all. Fair. No. I, I I would like him to start against, not say lesser opposition, but I. Oh, this is gonna age well. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm knocking yeah. on all the way no, I can right. find, but just you know, if we can get him off to at least a good start, I think we we have a proven ten goal scorer in Lacazette. Um. He won't get any more though. I think if we need if we need mm. our marquee scorer to come back with a bang, he needs to start fast. So that's the only reason You're I would right. be a proponent of starting him above Laka. But Laka, one hundred percent, has to start against both City and Chelsea in those next two fixtures. After that, it's just criminal otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from with Aubameyang. Maybe it would be wise to start him down the middle, but yeah. However, if we if we do start if and when we do start Lacazette, as I think we will with a bombing on the left because mm-hmm. we're unoriginal and also have no players, um, yeah, I think you know it, it's the chance for Lacazette to set history and score the first league goal of the season for three in a three seasons in, in I think in a, not in a row but three seasons. Yeah, um, yeah, they do love putting us on that early Friday. Get the get the scum out of the way before the excitement comes along. <laughs> Genius, um, yeah. Incredible marketing. But hey, you know, I'm actually hopeful for this Brentford fixture. It'll be fun to watch Ivan Tony, if nothing else. But um, yeah, I think, oh, I think yeah. we have, we genuinely do have a good hope of coming out of the gate strong. Um, especially, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much excited to see Lakanga. He looks fearless, by the way. The way he passes the ball, oh, he genuinely just yeah. does not look like he's afraid of playing in England, which is amazing. So I just, you know, I, I, what concerns me a little bit with Lakanga though is I don't want to essentially I don't want to I don't want to burn him. You yeah, know, he's absolutely. a good he's a good raw talent, and I just don't want to. He, like you said, yeah, he does look fearless. I agree, and I don't want to almost overexpose him to the Premier League. If you get what I'm saying, and I'm just worried we're going to do that and we're going to burn the poor kid out, man. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. That's that's a bridge yeah. we'll burn not, when we get to it, I guess. Not a la Matteo Guendouzi, but yeah. yeah. A young central midfielder to set no, our hearts he away. Um, actually seems like a pretty good kid, <laughs> unlike, the, unlike the other one. Absolutely, yeah. Like, genuinely sweet in his interviews, too. Just very kind. Um, although, he also, Great. I love his one mm-hmm. line, like, you know, what players did you grow up admiring or wanting to play like? He's like, play like other players? No. I've, I've always wanted to be Sammy. That's all I want to do. <clears throat> I admire other midfielders, but I want to be me, which I think is it's an admirable statement that the world should follow. So fucking um, arrogant. No, I'm absolutely. kidding. <laughs> um, how very Alfie Culshaw of you. But yeah. <laughs> right. So I think may as well, uh, you know, move on to our last segment. So... Predicted starting lineup, all caps, bold flashing letters. Um, yes. Leno, Chambers, Ben White, Pablo Mari, Kieran Tierney, Lakanga and Xhaka, Smith Rowe, Abamyang, and Pepe with Lacazette up front. God, that does not fill my heart with happiness. Um, no, <laughs> I think that one will be upsetting. 
I think it'll be good enough to get us a result. Which you know? which we which we need. I think we'll I my I don't know if we're doing a predicted scoreline, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, you um, know, yeah, let's do it. What are you thinking? I'm gonna. This is such a this is such a basic answer. If you say but I two one. Like, I swear to God. I'm gonna say two one, and I think <laughs> um, I think Lacazette and Emil Smith Rowe will score. Fair. Um, I will. I'll better you. I will go three one. Okay. I hope you're right. Um, I think we'll have someone someone off the bench. Um, you know, it, yeah, it'll be Pablo Mari on a header. Um, oh, uh, oh, please. Lac- I love yeah. when defenders score. Lacazette will grab one. And um, I, either Pepe or Smith Rowe, ignore my off the bench comment. One, one of the two will score, but they will be assisted by the other. So that's what matters. If it's kind of telling. If that comes true. Neither of us, yeah. Kind of telling neither of us went without Bamiyang scoring. Kind of no. sad, too. But hey, that's life. Um, yep. If I, if any of that comes true, I'm a genius. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on to our last little segment, spotlight. Um, I believe you have a spotlight to shine on something rather sobering. Yeah, I do. Um, I in the past few weeks, some of you know, some of you don't care enough to um, keep this information in your brain, which I fully understand because it's completely irrelevant. I work at a uh, at an amusement park here in Tampa called Bush Gardens, and I work at a gift shop. And since I work there, I get in for free. Uh, the lady gets a fifty percent off like year pass, so we go there pretty frequently, maybe once or twice a week. Uh, ride the roller coasters, get some cocktails. I get this really good cocktail mac, by the way. It's like this uh, this margarita with like. Yeah, it's got like it's like spicy too. I'm a I'm a Floridian through and through, man. So I love my spicy stuff, even when it's alcohol. But anyway, I, I love it. I uh, in the past couple of weeks, I've seen these Arsenal fans, and I could tell they're Arsenal fans because they were crying. No, um, I could tell they're <laughs> Arsenal fans because because they had um, you know the shirts on, which is a pretty bold move to do nowadays. Wearing wearing. A, Wearing an Arsenal kit in public, I still do mine, but you know, yeah, that's because I'm crazy. So for tar- those of tar- you that target your on your public, back, yeah, for for sure, hundred percent. You know, if I see someone with the Chelsea or Tottenham one, I used to banter them. <laughs> I can't now. I just I just cry get all now. sheepish and yeah, look down, start crying a little bit. It's fine. Um, but these two geezers, they must think they're better than me or something. Um, An Arsenal fan of the superiority complex? Never. Yeah. Right. Um, the one I said, yeah, Arsenal to one of them just looked at me, didn't say anything. The other one I said, yeah, gunners. He looked at me, Mac, and he didn't say anything either. And to make matters worse, Katie has pretty like bad anxiety. And of course I am like the most insufferable, loud spoken dad guy there is. So I'm always going to make a comment. Yeah. But if you have an Arsenal, I'm just going to do it. And she's like, why do you do that? And I was like, well, I do it to try to make a connection. But these people apparently don't care. And I guess they're not part of the Arsenal family. So either of you, if you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. Anyway. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. I t- yes, I took it really personally. Oh, yeah. I'm a pussy. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. We move, we live, and we learn. Um, my spotlight, Indeed. I'm going to shine, first of all, on perennially on We Love You Arsenal Productions and We Love You Arsenal.co.uk. Um, as the season ramps up, we're going to, again, get things back into into flow. 
Um, new podcasts coming out, new opportunities, new fun stuff, new articles. Specifically, I'll be releasing a piece on um, – let me actually pull up the title because I think it's funny. Um, the title of this piece that I'm currently writing out at my rather scathing transfer piece once my web page loads, please and thank you. Hello. Um, I, I believe it's some – oh, there it is. Uh, should Edu Gaspar embark on a permanent vacation from Arsenal? Oh, that's nice. I like that. The man is on vacation more than absolutely anyone I know. He has just been on his fourth vacation in five weeks to Mallorca. Um, Good for him. He doesn't have anything to do, right? Yeah, yeah, which is kind of the point of my article. But also, another shout-out. Shout-out to the first All-American pod. This is is crazy. This is is scenes, as Alfie would say. USA. Yeah absolute scenes yes, but yeah as the brits would um, say and on that note it's absolute been scenes. an absolute pleasure uh this pod has run probably around 53 minutes but the call has been going on for almost an hour 30 um just to prove to you how much we simply love yep. talking to each other and talking about arsenal uh daniel it's it's been lovely thank you so much for coming on uh hopefully i will get to return the favor on the main show mm-hmm. next week uh with you hosting much more competently, I may add. Yeah. Oh, stop it. You're so competent at hosting. If uh, Look, man, uh, with with you at the helm, it's like Brandon Jaka in the midfield. And I mean that in the kindest, loving way possible. You keep things structured. I love it. It's so easy to be on the show. I am Matteo fucking Guendouzi, and I am probably so difficult to play alongside. And I just... I don't care, but Daniel, you care, Mac, and I love Daniel, you, man. Daniel, you are I appreciate you, you are like having me on um, here. A pitcher at the home run derby when you home run derby for all of my British fans, but home 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 run derby when when, when you host, dude. It's, <laughs> it's like you're th- you're you're throwing up softballs for us to crush into Thank the you, man. into the four hundred level. Um, but yeah, again, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, give it a like. Give it a share. Yes. Yes, you may interrupt. Say a thing. Can I? Oh, I'm sorry. Talk. I'm sorry. Can I? Can, can I say? Can I say one more thing? Sorry. 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 Oh, true. I got to give some love to the other host too, Mister the man with the versatile name, Rob Bobber Bertha. Him and Mister uh, Mister. Uh, Do- <laughs> well, Alfie too. I love Alfie as well. But I was oh, actually yes. going to say uh, Doctor Jahid. Now, um, he, um, true. Those two, not Alfie. Alfie's Indeed. past his A levels. He's an old man like you and I. Um, but the, the, the other two, correct. Jaheed and, uh, Rob crushed them, yeah. our A-levels. Uh, that's what it's called, right? No, no, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm an American. I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, fair play to both of them. When you're in, uh, exactly. In that um, stage you're schooling. So well Matt done to both of them. And, um, Rob is going, mm. oof. He posted it on Twitter, so I don't think he'll mind us saying. He's going Exeter, which is super cool. Lots of fun history there. Um, But yeah, congratulations to the boys. And uh, congratulations to all of you for listening to this podcast. It's a massive achievement. And if you've gotten this far, well, I'm proud of you um, and slightly impressed. But, you know, it's... It's been a good time uh, hosting. It's, It's a rarity that you hear me get to waffle this much. I'm usually just... To having asinine takes on the receiving end of questions it's 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 nice to be able to blather on and have no one stop me 
it's power. I understand why you like it. Um, but yeah, I've, I think that's all we have. Thank you so much. Bye.